Hey, you're listening to Clumsy Theosis. This is the Catholic podcast where you will discover spunk and motivation to live a vibrant and transformational life as a child of God. I'm Rochelle Lucero, and I invite you to walk with me as we dive into all the things that Jesus gave us to do just that. I'm talking about the Bible, Catholic tradition, church documents, the catechism, the saints, the fathers, the doctors of the church, you name it, and I'll draw from it. You and I together, we are going to transform the world by letting Christ transform us. Hey, what's up? Thank you for joining me today for another episode of the Clumsy Theosis Podcast. My name is Rochelle Lucero. I'm your host for today, for yesterday, and for always. It's currently the third week of Lent, so are you kind of feeling like you would really like to stumble upon an oasis, like right now, you know, so that you could take a rest? Well, if that is you, this episode might help. The third Sunday of Lent is an extra special day in the Byzantine Church, and I want to share it with you because I think you're going to like it. On the third Sunday, we celebrate the veneration of the cross. And so while I was preparing for this Sunday's theme, you know, um, do you do that, by the way? Like, do you like do the readings or like look at any particular feast or season, you know, so you can like kind of get in the right head space and the right heart space, you know, like to help prepare yourself? I highly recommend if you don't do it, I highly recommend you do it. Anyways, in my preparation for the veneration of the cross, I was comforted and I was encouraged and I was also a little bit pumped up. So I thought I would share that with you because who doesn't want to experience those things? Plus, it can be applied now during Lent, right? But it could also be applied all year round because it's about the cross, right? The cross is a symbol of the Christian faith. And don't know if you know this, but the cross is called the altar of the new covenant. If you've never heard it, remember it. The cross is the altar of the new covenant. And that's probably also why uh, St. Rose of Lima, I love this quote of hers. She says that apart from the cross, there is no other ladder by which we may go to heaven. So what I think I'm going to do for this episode is I'll start off kind of talking a little bit about the true cross of Christ and how it inspired the universal feast day called the exaltation of the cross, which we actually celebrate in September as a universal church. And then how that feast spawned the veneration of the cross because it sounds the same. It's not the same, but you'll like the connection. Um, and also why we celebrate the veneration of the cross on the third Sunday of Lent, because there's like really cool symbolism that I think you'll like. And I also want to talk about ways in which you can bring the significance of the symbolism for the way that we venerate the cross. You can bring this into your worship all year long if this is something you want to do, which I'm thinking you're probably going to want to do. It's simple, but it's like really impactful. All right. The true cross of Christ, you know, on which Jesus was crucified, it was rediscovered by the church in the early 300s. Now it was Emperor Constantine's mom, St. Helena. Uh, she went to Jerusalem to find all the holy places during Jesus's life and during excavations to build two basilicas on Calvary the true cross of Christ was found and it was confirmed when it miraculously healed a woman who was on the brink of death. Now, part of the cross was sent to Emperor Constantine in Constantinople. Another part of the cross was sent to the successor of Peter in Rome, but the largest piece stayed in Jerusalem where it had a special church built specifically for it. And this church was nestled in between both of those two basilicas so that the 
true cross of Christ could be venerated. Now you can imagine all of the pilgrims that the cross would attract, right? And this was even more true during the festivities that they would have annually because they would observe the dedication of those two basilicas on Calvary annually on September 14th. And during that time, you had like masses and masses and masses of pilgrims coming to this site. And so the true cross is there. And of course, they want to see the true cross. They want to venerate it. And then before you know it, by the end of the 500, September 14th was the universal feast day of the exaltation of the cross. Because remember, Constantinople and Rome also had pieces of the true cross. So they joined in alongside Jerusalem on September 14th, making their sites places of pilgrimage where the faithful could come and venerate the Holy Cross. But then we get a little bit of drama in the early 600s. Persia attacks and sacks Jerusalem, steals all kinds of stuff, including the true cross of Christ, because the true cross was covered in either silver or gold. Different accounts in our tradition say different things. Either way, it was covered in precious metal, and so it was stolen. But don't worry, the Persians did not have the true cross for very long. It was retrieved, and the emperor at the time, he personally escorted the true cross back to Jerusalem during the spring. The true cross of Christ already got a lot of fanfare. You know, it's obvious to us. It is very near and dear in the hearts of all Christians worldwide. So imagine what would happen if something that dear to the faithful was stolen and then returned. You know, that could only, only serve to intensify the veneration of the cross. And it did. They were like, let's have another feast day for the cross. So it was not long after that, that the Feast of the Veneration of the Cross became a thing that was celebrated annually, and it was firmly calendared on the third Sunday of Lent. St. Sophronius, who was the patriarch of Jerusalem at the time, so he was the bishop of Jerusalem, he gave a homily in the Holy Sepulchre, giving three reasons that inspired this mid-Lenten devotion to the Holy Cross, three reasons why he believed that it was beneficial to the faithful. And the first was to encourage the faithful in their spiritual efforts during Lent. The second was to assure them of the remission of their sins. And the third is to join their sufferings to the redeeming sufferings of Jesus Christ, that they also become the partakers of his glorious resurrection. Now, this is not kind of on topic, but I just want to see if you caught that theosis buzzword in there, right? We did that episode a couple of weeks ago about theosis buzzwords. And right here, he was talking about becoming partakers in his glorious resurrection. So he's talking about theosis. Just want to point that out to you, see if you caught it. Okay, but I think he is spot on with these reasons. Remember that the cross is the altar of the new covenant. And during Lent, we live the cross in a very um, emphasized way so that we can grow and live out the promises of the new covenant in a new, fresh, and deeper way come Easter Sunday. But even though we emphasize the cross during Lent, it remains a constant encouragement and assurance of the promises of our theosis, of our salvation, throughout the year. And we have some very beautiful symbolism in the Byzantine liturgical customs for the veneration of the Holy Cross that I think you should borrow. You only need four things for this. You need a wooden cross, you need decorations, which I will explain, uh, you need a golden plate, and you need candles. Okay, I'm going to explain all of these. 
Um, when we venerate the cross, especially on this Sunday, these are elements that you always see, but you can adopt them and you're going to want to. Okay. First, why a wooden cross, right? Some crosses are very beautiful and they're made of other materials, but we use a wooden cross because the wood brings to life the symbolism of the cross as a life-giving tree. I think that's very beautiful symbolism. Secondly, we decorate the cross. Now, I'm sure your cross is already very pretty or masculine, whatever it is that you're going for, but decorate your cross with sweet smelling flowers or herbs like basil, right? You can put a wreath around your cross. You can put flowers next to it just as long as your floral decorations give off a sweet aroma because that sweet aroma reminds us of the fragrance of the spiritual life that Christ secured for us on the cross. Third thing you need is a golden plate. Now, does it have to be gold, gold? No, because who can really afford that, right? But something that uh, reminds us of gold or precious metals, because this is going to emphasize the high spiritual value that the cross has. And the fourth thing, you want your cross to be illuminated by candles, because this is a visual representation that the cross enlightens us on our way to salvation. Right? Don't you love that symbolism? It's very simple to achieve, you know, wooden cross, some floral decorations, real ones, please, um, a golden plate, and candles. I really think you should try this. It will bring the significance of these symbols of the cross and how we venerate it into your worship space, into your home. I'm telling you, telling you, you should really try it. Add this little setup to a prayer corner that you already have, or since it's Lent, you can make this um, center stage by putting it on your dining room table or your coffee table, somewhere prominent to remind you during the rest of this Lenten season. But now that we've gone over the true cross, the exaltation of the cross, and the veneration of the cross, and some Byzantine um, liturgical customs for venerating the cross, I think we've covered enough to end today's episode. So I think it's time that we uh, make some declarations. What do you say? If you are new to the show, when we make declarations, we are claiming the truth and the blessings that God has already promised to us, right? We are owning them. We're taking them seriously, and we are standing on these promises and these blessings from God. Okay, so we're going to pray. In the name of Jesus, I declare and decree. I believe through the cross, Jesus freely offered himself for my eternal salvation. I am a disciple of Jesus, and I carry my cross with his help. I belong to Christ Jesus and I have crucified my flesh with his. On the cross, Jesus loved me to the end. I ask and believe that Jesus will remember me when he comes into his kingdom. Amen. I hope that you guys enjoyed this episode. I really hope that you guys tried to like set up a little 
veneration of the cross in your house. If you do, let me know. Send me pictures. You can um, tag me on my socials or email me, clumsytheosis at gmail.com. Before we end, a special thank you to our top supporting donors, Sherry, Gina, Vincent, Jason, T-Rex, Gary, and Lewis. If you found value in today's episode or any of the previous ones, please prayerfully consider donating because this show is only possible because we get donations from our listeners, our everyday average extraordinary listeners just like you. So visit clumsytheosis.net, click the word donate in the menu, or you can message me if you have any questions about donations. Um, Most of today's declarations were inspired by specific scriptures. If you want to see which scriptures those are, you'll be able to find these declarations on the website. There's going to be a link down in the show notes for that. If you want to revisit these declarations, they will also be down in the show notes as well, or a link to them will be in the show notes. Until our next episode, peace out. Welcome to the end of the podcast. Since you made it this far, you know what that means, right? We're like totally best friends now. (laughs) But for real though, thanks so much for spending time with me and growing in your faith knowledge and letting Christ transform you. Since you stayed this long, I'm thinking that you liked the episode. So will you do me a favor and share it with a friend or all of your friends on social media? While you're online, I invite you to check out my website, clumsytheosis.net. There you're going to find all of the things that you need, such as how to get in touch with me, how to book me as a speaker, how to find my social channels, how to sign up for our weekly email, and very importantly, this is very important, how to donate if you'd like to support the show. This show is listened to in approximately 90 countries across the globe. So if you find value in this show, please consider donating at clumsytheosis.net. Anything that you give is very much appreciated and it is super helpful. All right. Thanks again for walking with me today. Remember that we can transform the world by letting Christ transform us.